for joining us, the Wealthy Retailer Podcast with your host, Dan Holman. Every episode, Dan dives into the retail headlines that matter to you, the independent retailer, covering topics ranging from retailer inventory, technology, marketing, retailers' questions, and more. The Wealthy Retailer Podcast is brought to you by Canadian Retail Solutions. Learn more at retailbycrs.com. And now, here's Dan Holman. Hey guys, welcome to the Wealthy Retailer Podcast. I am your host, Dan Holman. Uh, and today, I've brought a guest for us that is probably more relevant to us than what we might recognize. He is someone that I uh, have admired uh, from a close in years past and in the last couple of years from afar. Uh, Stephen Brooks is the pop-up expert. And one of the things that I admire most, if you're not following this guy on social, you need to follow Stephen on social media, is his no bullshit attitude. He tells it like it is. He, he is not afraid to call a spade a spade. And so not only is he this you know, well sought after speaker, you've probably seen him at many of our trade shows that we attend, um, he's a he's a frequent visitor on Ameritrade, uh, and this is a guy that's in the know and really happy to have Stephen join us again. Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Dan, it's great to be with you again. Nice, nice to uh, nice to still be here and doing stuff, right? So it, <laughs> it is it, nice it's to still a, be here. <laughs> it, it's been a slog, but we're we're still here and we're still going. Yeah, and I think that that's part of you know, what retail entrepreneurialism is. It's about figuring shit out, figuring out how do we just keep inching forward? How do we survive yeah. the bullets that get shot at us from day to day and week to week? And, you know, the pandemic is just another bullet, maybe maybe coming out of a machine gun instead of a, but hey, it is what it is. So let's chat a little bit about, you know, what's new in your world? What are you seeing? And then we'll get to some retail stuff. Yeah. So, so listen, over the last kind of 18 months, things have been, you know, very, very kind of subdued, as everybody knows, in, in brick and mortar and physical retailing, you know, the connection and and certainly my my particular specialty of, of, of pop-up retailing. Um, but as we've as we've started to kind of come out of, of COVID, and I think one of the things we've all got to do is stop using COVID now as an excuse, right? Yeah, well said. It, it's, it, it's been around for a while. Just deal with the shit of it, right? Yeah. You know, adapt. Um, so, you, you know, thing, things have really been, been been moving forward. Online businesses wanting to go from digital to physical is is kind of a, there's a there's a big momentum in that right now. Um, certainly, as you all know, you know, you're seeing bigger retailers looking at smaller environments um, just because they've realized they can trade off of less space and 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 really combine um, an, an online and technological experience with a physical experience. Um, I, I'm back out speaking again, which I'm so thankful for. I mean, it, it's great doing Zooms, Dan, and, and, you know, I've done a lot of workshops virtually and so on. But last week I, I spoke at the Javits Centre in New York at the White Label Expo, and it was so lovely to be in front of a live audience again. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, just get that connection and actually, you know, get that feedback rather than that little delay or somebody not having to unmute their mic and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> Silly little things, but made such right. a difference. So, um, as I said yesterday, uh, in in a in a post, you know, I'm just excited right now. You know, I woke up yesterday wishing I was 30 years younger because I just feel I've got so much more to do, 
And, uh, you know, I'm excited about the next 10 minutes, about the next hour, about the next 24 hours, the next week, the next month, the next 10 years. Right. Um, because I think there's, there's so much, there's so much happening in this industry of retail that we all love. Um, and, and I, and I want to be as, as big a part of that as I can possibly be. Yeah. And I guess, Stephen, I think, um, you know, we go through this, you know, I call it the bipolar roller coaster of retail, you know, where I, I wake up one morning feeling like I am, you know, King Kong ready to, you know, to smash the world in front of me. And then the next day I wake up and I feel like, oh my gosh, I need some motivation. Do you still yeah. feel that way when you're, when you're rolling for, I mean, waking up yesterday feeling, man, I wish I was 30 again. I wish yeah. I was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, listen, there are days that there are days when, when, like you say, it doesn't go to plan. Right. But it's one day. Right. It's one day. And so I, I, I think if you're, if you love what you do and, and funny enough, I opened my, my Javit um, address last week with, I'm one of these people that really loves what I do. And I feel that I'm incredibly lucky by that. And mm -hmm. that's the motivation that keeps me going because, because I do like it. I, 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 you know, I see people doing great things, you know, you, you know, when you coach people, Dan, and you just know, it doesn't matter what you're doing with them. They're never going to get it. Right. Right. And, and all of a sudden you're a paid friend. That's the way I see it. Right. For sure. I agree. But, but then you, you come across people and I'm working with some great guys uh, up in Illinois right now, uh, in, in a mall, who totally get it one hundred percent, and are crushing it, and 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 I'm like, that's 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 what everybody needs to be doing. Right. So, do you think that there are you know those those retailers that we have in our lives that we become paid friends to that we end up being a shoulder to cry on rather than the person that's holding them accountable to their vision. You know, do you think that it's because they're growing so tired, they are feeling so beaten up? And part of that is themselves beating up. They're, you know, they're feeling beaten up because they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And they look for someone yeah. like you or I, who, quite frankly, has the ability to inspire change, right? We have, Stephen, we have skill and experience. Um, we have knowledge. We've learned through this, through this, you know, life of retail that we've lived how to accomplish these things. These retailers don't necessarily know that. And your and I's ability to inspire change is how we keep these people that do get it completely focused. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, I think, I think that, that all, all businesses right now are just being incredibly hard on themselves for whatever reason, you know, whether that's, you know, supply chain, whether that's they can't recruit, whether the sales aren't there, you know, whether whether their social media posts don't get the, the likes and follows that they think they should be getting, you know, all, all the things that that, you know, and some of them are quite irrelevant as well. Uh, right. So I, 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 th I think that you've got to kind of cut yourself some slack and go, listen, let, let's just let's just focus on some achievement. Let's focus on the good. Let's focus on our team. Let's focus on doing doing things that we know we are good at. And and you use guys like us mm -hmm. to to kind of you know keep us pushing forward. Re Retail is a dinosaur, Dan. You, you know, right. or has been a dinosaur. And if and if there's you know some good that's come out of COVID, it was it was retail going, shit. We need to do something here. Right. We we need to we need to raise our game. 
and I'm talking about, you know, small, medium businesses. I'm not talking about the targets and the Walmarts because, you know, they've kind of got it solved in some way. Right. But 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 at, at the core of retail, the passionate retail, those, you know, those those mum and pups, those, those three or four little chains, right, really had to step up their game. And, and I think for a lot of those people, that was kind of frightening and intimidating at, at, at one level. Mm-hmm. But the, the guys that really kind of embraced it and like, hang on, hang on a sec, I'm, I'm just opening up a whole new customer base or I'm opening up a whole new way of communicating about how we, how good we are and what we do. They're the ones that have been successful. Right. Uh, uh, but those, those that are still kind of, mm, I don't know, oh, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're the ones I think that need the extra support. They, they need... They, they do need that arm around the shoulder and go, listen, you can do this. Right. Because here's, here's a hundred other examples of, of people that are doing this and being successful. And I, and I think we have a responsibility to, to bring those people along. And I do Otherwise, think they're going to fall by the wayside. I agree. And I think that we are seeing enormous success, you know, back at our boutique level that, that one to five or 10 store chains are having Absolutely. massive success. And I think they feel you know, overshadowed by the success of the, you know, the big A and Walmarts and targets. But here's the thing, you know, having spent some time in LA last week, um, you know, walking through a big box store, man, there is some scarcity of inventory and Mm -hmm. it's giving Mm -hmm. us, you know, the small and independent small to medium retailer a leg up because we kind of have inventory. We're buying it differently. We're accessing it differently than the container load that we see in the big box stores. And I I feel like boutique today, Stephen, has the definition of boutique has changed. You know, boutique years ago used to be synonymous with expensive. Boutique today is synonymous with local, neighbor, community, all of the things that we're rallying around. And I don't believe that there's a better time to be a small to medium sized retailer than right now. Couldn't agree more. I've been saying for the last year, local is the new global. Right. Right. You know, local business, small business is what's driving the the, the retail success. I'm not going to say revival because, you know, retail is always going to be here. I don't don't, don't care you know retail's dead that's just rubbish right right? it's 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 that that you know one to five that local store that that guy that's showing up every day that's what's driving that's what drive that's what's driving a a, a kind of you know retail going forward right now and and it is hard there's no doubt about that and we're all we're all competing for eyes of you know on on across a, a, a myriad of platforms, but you're absolutely right. You know, for me, local, local is now the new global. I agree. I agree. And so let's just talk about those eyes for a second. So not very long ago, we saw, you know, the largest social platform in the world crash and it left retailers in my mind, an opportunity to take a deep breath, to take a step back, but instead it scared the shit out of them. You know, these yeah. people that are relying so heavily on a single platform, to get their message out became crippled instantaneously mm-hmm. to, to, you know, somewhat this similar to what was, you know, maybe St. Patrick's day in 2020 as, as the world stopped turning. Um, but, but so, you know, we have to be on multiple platforms. If we want to yeah. see people, we've got, we can't, 
put our eggs in the Facebook basket or Instagram basket. We've got to be owning that audience and knowing how to get out there and talk to them. And I think that that maybe was a bit of another, uh, it was another rude awakening perhaps Mm -hmm. for the independent retailer. Yeah, I I agree. You know, as you say, putting your eggs in one basket and relying on, 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 on one channel, you know, is not, is not a good idea at all. And, as you say, as a wake-up call, if anything, um, I, I think that people are kind of maybe underestimating, you know, what you can do on TikTok right now. They're underestimating what you can probably do on Snapchat with the right audience if it right. fits your niche. Um, uh, you know, from a uh, um, uh, Facebook and Instagram, it, it is great, but like you say, you know, someone someone turns the off switch on that. Where do you go? Right. Okay. Um, I, I still, I still believe that there's, you know, constant communication through even, even just, you know, loyalty programs and and email shots, and even it, some in, in some ways, you know, some lumpy mail. If if you don't know what yes. lumpy mail is, everybody, you know, it, it's actually physically sending something through the post to your consumer. And and if you're that, let's say you're that high end boutique, you can probably afford to do that. You know, send them an exclusive something. Right. In the post, who doesn't who doesn't like opening that and, and seeing that? So I think I think you you've got to combine uh, all of those platforms. The messaging is different as well, yes. and I think that maybe is what scares people uh, around. Well, you know, Facebook is safe, right? I can do that. I can do that. Facebook is safe, uh. but the, but the messaging needs to be needs to be slightly different. But if you look at if you look at your team, if you look at those 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 young enthusiastic people that are in your business that probably know a little bit more about the technology than you might, if you, if you're kind of, a, you know, uh, not, not that way inclined, the, the value they can add to, to, to your business from that, that social media aspect is immense. Yes, it is. And so let's just back up, you know, that lumpy mail, that snail mail, yeah. I walk a couple of blocks. We have these super boxes in my town so we walk a couple of blocks to get our mail and I take full advantage of that. You know, I get yeah. up in the middle of the day or, or from my desk and I take that walk, I get that fresh air and I go to the mail and you know, all the shit I jam back into the top of the slot. But when you get this hand addressed envelope, I'm opening it on my way back. I'm that excited to see what it is. And, yeah. and that's perhaps a good takeaway for retailers. You know, pick your top 10, pick your top 50, send them a note send them something in the mail that that gets you back to top of mind you know it's not easy to stay at the top of someone's feed today there's so much competition for eye space and there is no competition in my mailbox you know unless it's the flyers or election bs that i just jam back in the top of the box anyways i'm not bringing it home i I agree i i totally agree i I think genuine and personal and authentic wins every time mm-hmm. uh, and and as you say you know a handwritten handwritten envelope you know the, the, well, what's in this and and there's the excitement dan you just said it right. yourself and you're opening it on the way back because you're like what what is this what is it and, and it, could, it could be anything it could be you know an invitation to an exclusive event it could be it could be as simple as a thank you note right right for sticking with us or whatever it might be or or you know just arrived but and, and i'm not talking about the the, the gory colorful bits of card that gets stuffed in my mailbox as much right. as yours. I'm talking about something of value right. that says you're our customer and we appreciate you. 
or you're our customer and we miss you. Yes. Yes. I miss you. Haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. there's, there's ways to go and communicate with that audience. So really well put, Stephen. Okay. Let's get to pop-up. Let's talk about pop-up. I do believe that there is significant opportunity, not just today, but as we look into 2022 for us to expand our opportunities, I think we're yeah. going to see, and you're the expert, so I'll give you my mm, uneducated opinion. <laughs> and then I'll let you tell me the way it is. I do believe that there's opportunity for brick and mortar retail to expand in 2022. I think we're going to see lots of attrition and the cream will rise to the top and pop up is probably in my mind, one of the smartest ways to test a market. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. Um, it, it, let's just, just, just look at where we are right now, because I think we're coming into um, probably the the bu busiest holiday season that we're likely to see or, or, or have likely have seen in, in maybe 10, 15 years. Right. Right. And there's a lot of noise around that. There's a lot of apprehension in stores. There's a lot of people. And, and you know, I've done this as a retailer that you, you literally, you, you're doing seven days a week and you, you're waiting for, you know, 2nd of January because, you know, you can take a deep breath and have a lay in one morning. And, and I think at store level, there's, there's a lot of apprehension of, are we ready? You know, are, are, are we ready for that? And I think you're right. Post-holiday post season, we're going to see some attrition with that because people go right i'm out yeah you know I, i've done it i'm out um but yes the, that that whole as i was saying at, at, at the top of the show that you know on, online to physical there's a lot of that going on and 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 that pop-up way of testing that new location is the perfect vehicle for that right? right testing before you're investing it's also that way of of shifting that over inventory stuff stock that you've got and and you know coming out of covid there were a lot of people stuck with things that they what do we do with this do we let it gather dust do we we really cut it but we're trying to sell you know the latest the new product and and, and, and so on so using that as a way of generating cash and putting that back into your business is huge right um there will be some great opportunities the the pop-up kind of um mentality amongst landlords is I, I you know go go back three or four years pop-up retailing was seen as that that annoyance that yeah it generates this cash but we have to put a lot of work into it and you know maybe maybe sometimes we'll just wait for you know hickory farms to come along or calendar right. club or whatever it might be then and we'll we'll make it up at the end of the year actually pop-up retailing is now the adult in the room because you've got landlords saying well hang on a sec you know, locals, the new global, bring in, a, you know, bringing in a local businesses, what, what is, which is what we're doing in malls. And, and they bring that social following with them and they're used to reacting quickly. So if you take the streetwear guys that I'm working with right now, they're dropping new product every week, right? Every week. So every time somebody comes into that store, you, you know, the, the following week, Oh, there's something new in here. And 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 they're socially they're socially active. They created a selfie booth in store, so and you've literally got people coming in just taking pictures in their selfie booth and going out. Right. But it's driving it's driving the engagement. So pop up perfect vehicle for testing before you're investing. Perfect perfect vehicle for moving your over inventoried um, uh, uh, stock. Uh, but it's also a, a way of if you've if you've got that model right. 
of actually expanding your business. And we've taken businesses from kind of one location to over 100 in less than 18 months just using that pop-up format. Right. Right. This podcast is brought to you by Canadian Retail Solutions. We've been empowering retailers across North America for 30 years with the latest in point-of-sale technology, best-in-class support, merchandise intelligence with open-to-buy planning, and much more. CRS has the retail solution to help take your retail business to the next level of success. Visit retailbycrs.com to learn more. Remember, Canadian Retail Solutions exists to help make you, the independent retailer, better. Now, the, the, the downside of that is everybody thinks, oh, right, that's really easy. I open a pop-up shop. It's really successful. I go to the mall that's nearest to me and I open the next one. And it's not because it could, you know, the demographic could be wrong. Right. The, the retail mix could be wrong. Um, and, and, and again, we shouldn't be just limiting ourselves to malls. We should now be looking at strip malls. We should now be looking at, um, you know, uh, college campuses. We should be looking at big medical campuses. Uh, b- because all of these places now are, are are kind of opening themselves up to, you know, we need a we need to add some value, um, but also, also, you know, th- th- maybe this is a, a revenue stream that we could have tapped into. Right. So if if you're a, if, if if you're at that stage of taking the next leap, and you get through Christmas, and that's where people are going to be, that's the perfect strategy to implement for you to grow that business over the next nine months. So you are totally prepared then for, for the, you know, 2022. Right. In, in terms of having other locations and, and picked out maybe some good permanent locations and so on. And landlords are looking at doing deals right now, you know, because they, they you know, there's a, there's, there is still a lot of empty space out there. Right. Um, but for the, for the right product that fits with, with you know, kind of the 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 more feel or the or the or the or the demographic, you know, they'll go the extra mile. Right. And are you going to see? Do you believe um, more attrition post holiday that pushes landlords to be a little bit more apt to throw in a pop up? And then second to that, how long should that pop up be? If I'm sure. testing before investing. Is it 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? What does it look like? Yeah, I, I do think we'll see some attrition. I, I, I really do. Just because maybe, you know, there'll be some people out there that will be tired and, and you know, are either, you know, come to come to the end of their cycle and, and, uh, and so on. The, the, the ideal time, I think, if you're testing an environment for me is 90 days. 90. Yeah. Um, and, and here's why, you know, those first two, three weeks, uh, people are kind of like, oh, this is new. You know, are they going to be here tomorrow? And, and so you've got to build that consumer confidence. You then start to, and, and if you're an online brand, you know, you, you start to bring in your, um, uh, you know, your your online customer to the venue and so on. And then you start to build up this following. So your sales will start to grow. The first week, I guarantee you, uh, if, if you're not, um, you're not that active on social media and you've got this following that will bring 200 people through your door in the first couple of days, you will be sitting there pulling your hair out thinking, what have I done? Right. Right. Because, you know, people are just, you know, cautious. Okay. But, but sales will grow. Sales will grow. And by the time you get, you get to kind of week nine, week 10, you know, that that's probably where your sales are going to be on a, you know, on a consistent basis. basis. So I I think that 90 days is, is a great period. Now, what what we're finding right now with a lot of people 
is that they're doing those those first kind of you know three months those first 90 days but kind of at, at, at day 60 70 they're seeing the value in it so they're saying actually we'll, we'll just extend this for another three months right and and so they you know they, they go through and have have a um have a have a six month period whether that's an inline store or whether it's on the mall as a you know a retail merchandise unit or or you know they've taken up a vacant kiosk or something like that um but the key the key is you know, turning over turning over the merchandise and keeping it fresh, uh, the, the, being being uh, completely socially active uh, as far as getting your message out, and I, and I don't mean just on platform. I mean, you know, through through amazing customer service, right. and and then um, you know, embedding and and bringing together the technology that if you are an online brand, you might be using to go, look, here's all the, you know, here's the best sellers. Here's the stuff that really goes, but hang on, you're, you're a, you know, you're an extra small or you're a, you're a three XL. Yeah. Look, there it is. There's my iPad. What do you want to do? You want to collect it in storage? You want us to, to ship it to home? Right. Okay, good. So let's just go to uh, local is the new global. Mm-hmm. It, we transition very, very quickly to supporting local through, mm-hmm. I mean, more so early this year than last year. Um, 21 was very much about local taking over, um, you know, some mind space in the consumer. Is it going to revert back in 2022? Are we going to let go of this power of local and I've got to support my neighbor and I've got to support my community? Are we going to see that revert? I think that's the responsibility of the retailer to make sure it doesn't. I, I, I think if you continue, if you continue to have that same mindset about, I want to survive, I, I, I want to move my business forward, so I'm going to do all that I can to keep you coming back, then I, then yes, that 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 will continue, and should continue, and and I, and I think you know culturally maybe maybe there has been a shift around. Uh, you know that that going to the big brand all the time because you know in in a lot of cases that big brands disappeared right right so so where do we fill the void so I think as, as as long as you stay focused on delivering all the things that 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 we talk about you know great inventory great customer service integrating great technology great ways to pay um, great ways to deliver service then. It, it, I mean that—that's the Garden of Eden, right? Mm-hmm. Loyal customers, right, and and bringing them back time and time again, recognizing them. You know, sixty-four percent of people will come back to a store and seek out the sales associate that gave them great advice and, and sold them a great product. Right. Now, sometimes it, it might be, you know, you know, Mister Customer, we don't sell that, but if you go next door, Fred does. And it's, you know, and, and that's kind of, that's, that's authentic. It's genuine. It's honest. And, and customers love that. And they will come back because of that. Right. So it, it's not, um, I, I think there's a worry and, and, and I'm seeing this somewhat at a landlord level as well, is that landlords where we need to be doing more. We've got to be, you know, supporting da, 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 da. And, and it's quite busy. And as I said, we're going to see this, this, this really busy holiday season, um, that landlords then just take a step back and go. Actually, we don't. We we don't need to keep innovating now. 
it, mm. things are getting back things are getting back to normal so you know it's okay and we're, so then i think that we're going to see this realization that things aren't normal january through march absolutely right right and absolutely then right. and then landlords will have to reset again yeah not yeah, as much totally. as the retailer resets but the landlord for us for us in retail we know what that j is in january and february we we actually in some cases look forward to that opportunity mm -hmm. to, to take a deep breath and to celebrate the success that november and december was and yeah. and recover from the seven and i mean seven days a week you know 70 hours a week we take that opportunity but landlords don't see it that way no yeah. no 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 absolutely absolutely and so i th i think you know you'll, you'll see some some good innovations. I mean, it's certainly in the pop-up space. We're seeing some some innovations around, you know, micro activations, um, uh, which are literally, you know, one-day events or four or five-hour events uh, for uh, you know launching products or, or or actually, you know, just doing a kind of flash sale. Um, there's a business out of Europe called Souk.Spaces. Um, that has has really encompassed this whole digital approach. So all the, the stores are about you know 500, 750 square feet, all, all kitted out with screens. But they take that whole online experience that you've got, they put it into store. You turn up for five hours, you rock it because you 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 know you build in this expectation of it's you know these products at this price for these many hours. Right. And and certainly they've had people queuing around the street for it. <laughs> um, so, you know, again, I, I think that certainly in my industry, that, that pop-up industry, we're developing new ways of uh, either, you know, bringing new people into physical retail or saying to existing retailers, here, look, here's, here's, a, here's a, you know, right, right, you know, jab, jab, right hook, uh, to use a, a, a Vanacek right. um, phrase, that will, you know, create some buzz stick some money in the till and 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 actually you know get you some get you some recognition okay and so how much emphasis do you think needs to be placed on price is price a driver in the decision making process right now i i haven't seen it be up to now i i i really haven't that there is there, there is a consumer expectation i think that um, or used to be that, that you know, pop-ups were going to be slightly less expensive than main, mainstream retailing. Um, but I can tell you, you know, some of the products and people that we're working with, they're selling at full price now. Right. And, and there isn't, there isn't that, um, you, you, you know, pilot hide, sell it cheap, we're a pop-up, we're only going to be here for three months and we're gone. I, I, don't, think, I, I don't think that mentality is um transmitting through certainly with the people that i'm i'm, I'm working with I'm, right. I'm not seeing that so i don't i don't think price is becoming um it, it is becoming an issue january through march it might of course because you know people will have overspent and as as, as, as we're expecting and right. you know we'll all be in this kind of holiday hangovers but so so that might impact it but right now i'm not seeing that that that's actually a, a um, a, a major issue. Okay. Uh, one more question on pricing. Are you seeing yeah. price inflation right now with our rising cost of good? I mean, our cost yeah, of that, acquisition, cost of good hasn't gone up, but the cost of acquisition is going yeah. up. Yeah. And are we going to see price inflation? Great question. I, I, I think we're likely to. Uh, I, I think we are, you know, the, with, with, I was watching something just 
just on the news a couple of days ago about all of the ships that are sitting outside the port and they you know we just yeah. can't find enough truck drivers to move them and so i think i think scarcity and, and exclusivity then drives the you know drives the price up and it is that old adage that you know do, do you sell x yeah well how much do you sell it for you know well you know ten dollars well you know fred next door is you know selling it at 15 well yeah when i've got it i sell it when i haven't got it i sell it for 15 as well right you know so you, you, i i think you're going to see some of that i think if if you're a smart retailer you'll look at the what's the benefit of that to my consumer right am i going to drive people away because they see oh hang on a sec that you know that's that's going up and we know it's going up in food Right. You know, you know, and I get all of that in terms of the scarcity of of, of produce. But I, I think you, you have to look at your customer base. You look at your product. You know, are you still making a decent margin out of it anyway that you don't need to, you know, for the sake of another couple of bucks, you know, unsettle your customer? Right. Um, but but I, I, I'm sure we'll see a little bit of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm someone that looks forward to a bit of price inflation. I think the race to the bottom um, has consumed a lot of yeah. service that it has that it should never have consumed. The power of me walking into a local store, um, I mean, it's cheers. It's I want to go where people know me. I want to go where Absolutely. everybody knows my name, and I'm prepared to pay a little bit more. And this race to the bottom has in 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 you know, pre-COVID, the race to the bottom, it's been give up service, give up service. Yeah. And now we're going to give back more service and maybe we're going to get a little bit more money out of that. And I wouldn't yeah. mind a couple of more margin dollars, not on the greedy side of life, Steve, but but on the let's deliver more value to her. And I think if you take that approach, Dan, that's that's exactly the right approach to take. But you know, there's going to be some people thinking, actually, you know, I can, I can, I can really gouge this a bit more. And they're the guys that don't last long anyway. Right. Right. They're you short know, they're lived. Here today, they're short lived. And 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 you know, I, I think it, as consumers over over the last you know ten years, we've become far more sophisticated around that. Okay? Right. Um, we have a saying in, in, in Yorkshire, in, in the United Kingdom, that you buy cheap, you buy twice. Yes. Right? <laughs> well and, said. And, and, and I, you know, and I think the consumer's realising that. Yeah. And, and, and you, you know, the, the, it doesn't, it, you know, everybody's talking about, well, you know, Amazon, Amazon are opening out big stores now. And is that, letting, is that letting the, what was the phrase I saw yesterday? Is that letting the fox into the hen house? Right. Well, you know, so what? You're not competing with those guys, right? You're 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 servicing, you know, your community, you know, local being the new global. You're servicing those people that love what you do, that are loyal to you, that will go and tell their friends, you know, go here because every time I walk in, they know my name. Every time, right. I, if they haven't got it, they're going to get it for me. Yes. Um. And 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 are going that extra mile to. To, to bring them back into the store. Now, th that's as important in pop-up retailing as it is in normal, you know, leased brick and mortar retailing. Right. Right. There, there is no difference. And if you think that pop-up retailing is a is a cheaper version in terms of offering customer service, you couldn't be more wrong. Wrong. Because yes. if anything, it, it it it's more important because you're there for a shorter amount of time and you want those guys to be coming back. 
Right. And and if we if we take the if we take the the example of of the streetwear guys again, and I and I talk about them a lot because I'm so proud of what they're doing, that you know they, they've got people coming back in because of this, you know, switching inventory out every week, but. They, they've just turned this into a cool place. People can come in and play vinyl and they have, they've been bringing in kind of pop-ups in pop-ups. So they had a woman come right. in just a couple of weeks ago with cupcakes who sold out in two hours, you know, <laughs> they had like 200 people through the store. Yeah. So I, I, you've just got to keep, you know, adding the value and adding the value. Yeah. If that transmits into, you know, a couple of extra bucks, absolutely right. right. You know, cause you, you've got to pay for it somehow. Right. But, but, but that's, that's where 2022 you'll see that that business continue to grow and continue to do better because you will keep building in that loyalty mm -hmm. and so we talked about maybe amazon opening up stores and for me you know the gloom that comes before the doom is much more painful you know there really isn't mm -hmm. doom if amazon's going to open up stores it's not going to be to make less money it's not going to be to sell based on price it is going to be another layer of convenience. And we will see prices increase in an Amazon store from what the fulfillment costs are, you know, at this 65,000 square foot warehouse around the corner from me. It's going to be completely yeah. different. And that will put them on more of a level playing field in our brick and mortar environment than what they are today. And they're mm -hmm. only going to do this because it is about, number one, gaining market share. Mm -hmm. And number two, delivering more convenience. It is more convenient today to shop in a local store than it is to buy online. 100%. I get it when I want it, yeah. right? I get the right product, not not the wrong product. You know, I I have had this experience of of getting twice the wrong product from the same company, not what I ordered, which are yeah. just simple human errors and in, in fulfillment that wouldn't happen in that store. So it's become an inconvenience to mm -hmm. me. And I think that yeah. we're going to see that there is a more more emphasis on on you know, the, the buy online pickup in store. Yes, that has value. But even just the ability to do a drive by a local store and stop in, that's about convenience. And I think that mm -hmm. that's probably where we're going to see them, you know, deliver some more emphasis and it'll help us in, you know, their prices will go up, not down to do. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. I, I, I think the other message it sends, though, Dan, is and you're right. It's about it's about market share. It's about convenience. But I also think it says to the bigger world, actually, retailing works. Brick and mortar right. retailing works. And if you want to, if you want to, kind of, you know, poke a hole in the doom there and shine a light through it, that's the hole that you, that's the hole that we should be, you know, putting our finger in and, and expanding. Yeah. It means retail is 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 working, and and it's working every day because people, you know, because the convenience of that, the the service level of that. It, it is what people want. Right. Yeah. Really well said. Stephen, I love this conversation. Um, let us know, how do we follow you? Where do we go and find you to get some of that daily inspiration that you offer? Sure. So you, you can find me on uh, Instagram at the retail specialist. Um, you can find me on TikTok at the pop-up expert. There's, there's always something on there. Um, I, I, I've coined this phrase, how goes the fight? um every morning when i do this kind of minute minute thing yeah. um and and i if, if i can, can take a few seconds just to explain that please it, it it it's about it's not about you know where we're we going into battle it's about how goes the fight to bring 
better things to our lives? How goes the fight of life? We, and, and I love that phrase. And I, I, I don't know, I said it once and, and I got all these people go, I really love that phrase. What does it mean? And it's, a, it's about, you know, it, it, it's about the battle of winning. It's not about the battle of losing. It's about the battle of winning, not in a confrontational way, not in an aggressive way. It's just we all love the fight. It's that excitement yeah. I was talking about. So you can find me on TikTok at the at, at, at the, the pop-up expert, Instagram at the retail specialist. Um, you can find my website, the, the popupexpert.com. You'll find me on LinkedIn. You yeah. can you can email me, Steve, at the pop-up expert. Um, you can connect, I'm sure, through through yourself, Dan. For sure. Um, but, you know, it, it, if you're looking at this, uh, th- we've got some great ideas, some great strategies. Anybody, anybody that drops me an email always gets a free copy of our book, Pop-Up for Beginners, which we updated for 2021. Uh, and so, um, uh, you, you know, I'm always happy to give that away to, to give people a, a kind of insight into what they could yeah. be doing. How goes the fight? How goes the fight? How I keep saying this, fight. keep fighting the good fight. You know, yeah. keep fighting the good fight. And and I'm gonna ask him now. You gotta go follow Steven because he's gonna ask you how goes the fight. Goes, and my friend, yeah. I do get some daily inspiration from you. Um, you're Bless somebody you. that pops into my feed frequently, and I always, you know, today in today's world, you gotta hit the screen to unmute. And you are absolutely somebody I unmute. Bless you. Can, can, can I just say something around all of that, though, Dan, is from a social media perspective, do not get up, hung up on the vanity of right. likes and, sh- and clicks, right? Yeah. Because you never know how many people are, are seeing what you seeing what you do. Right. And, and on, on a few occasions, in fact, just in New York last week, I had a couple of people come up and say, I see you every day on, on Instagram, on, on Instagram right. Reels. And I'm kind of like, what? And, and so you, you just don't know. Right. And, and, it, and if one person takes something away from that, if, if one person goes, actually, yeah, look, the fight goes well. And and oh, that's I'm not the only person going through this because it's not it's right. not all razzmatazz. It's kind of like you know some days, you know I did something just the other week. You know there are some days when you just don't want to get out of bed because you're kind of like, but you got to show up for you. Right. I'm showing up for me every day. Right. And, 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 and that's why I get to, you know, wake up and think, I wish I was 30 years younger because I've got so much more to do. Right. And that's really a valid point. Don't get caught up in the vanity of it. Some of us get caught up in the idea of being famous. Well, you know, I, I don't think fame is the right reason to do that. You know, nope. I can tell you this. You know, we don't do a podcast to get rich. We don't do a podcast to get famous. We do a podcast to put good shit out there in the world that's relevant to the retailer to help them keep fighting the good fight. And I have, you know, we we measure everything and there is a lot that are intangible or that we can't measure. I don't know Mm -hmm. how many people actually see the story or the real or, you know, and I don't control that audience. Someone else does. Mm -hmm. I just keep no, putting it out there, just like you, brother. Just, Good job. Just, just that's what we got to do. Just every day, show yeah. up for ourselves and, and and stick it out there. And if it helps, if it helps one person, job done. Yeah, awesome. Well done, Stephen. Thank you so much, uh, folks. I will uh, ensure that this podcast gets in the CRS weekly newsletter. If you're not a subscriber to our weekly newsletter, head over to retailbycrs.com uh, and subscribe. You can uh, share this. 
uh, podcast on all your favorite platforms. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, hey, you got to listen to this podcast with the pop-up expert or more importantly for me, the retail specialist, because my friend, you are a specialist. Thank you again so much for doing this. Keep fighting the good fight. Always a pleasure, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How goes the fight, everybody? (laughs) Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, man. Cheers. Bye-bye.